Welcome to episode 105 of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, Embracing Vegetarianism, a Spectrum of Choices. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Real World Nutrition. This is Shelly Rael, the host and founder of Real World Nutrition. And today we're going to discuss the world of vegetarianism and how it is flexible and the spectrum of choices. So I'll talk about the different types of vegetarianism, the potential health benefits, the environmental impact, and practical tips for transitioning to a more plant-slanted or plant-based diet as you may choose. So part of the reason I'm addressing this is October is Vegetarian Month. And this is a time where we celebrate the diversity of plant-based eating. Because vegetarianism, vegetarianism is not a one-size-fits-all concept. It exists on a spectrum. So when I mention vegetarianism, a lot of people have an idea of what that means. And I have this vision of, oh, what exactly does this mean? Because there are so many different approaches to vegetarianism. And some of you may not agree with that, but as I dive into this, it becomes a little bit more nuanced than just a one-size-fits-all. And then there's many reasons cheap people choose this route. There's potential health benefits. There's potential environmental benefits. And I do want to address some common myths regarding vegetarianism. A lot of people just are can't fathom that people can get enough protein following a plant-based diet. So let's first address the spectrum of vegetarianism and how it is all very personal. Vegetarianism, this is a mouthful every time I say it, vegetarianism or the vegetarian approach encompasses a wide range of choices. So at one end of the spectrum, what we call semi-vegetarian do include, include poultry in their diet. And then pescatarians include fish in their diet. And some people don't consider this vegetarian at all, but it's not anybody else's place to judge. It's however people want to define this. Now there's ovo-vegetarianism, which includes eggs, lacto-vegetarianism, which incorporates dairy products. And then at the other end of the spectrum here is veganism, which includes all animal products, including honey. And which type of vegetarian you want to choose, you want to be, what people want to be, is very personal. It's not an all or nothing commitment. So people can choose to be vegetarian for certain days of the week. Others choose it for specific meals. I know some people who I've thought were lifelong vegetarianism, vegetarians, all of a sudden are not. For whatever reason, they're just not doing it that way anymore. And that's okay. It is flexible. It is adaptable. And there is the approach of flexitarian, which I've addressed in the past, which is consciously choosing to eat less animal-based foods, but it doesn't have to. So vegetarian versus plant-based. So I hear these terms all the time. I use the term vegetarian, but over the last five years or so, I hear the term plant-based more often. So I want to clarify the distinction between vegetarian and plant-based. 
So vegetarian includes plant foods and may or may not include animal products like eggs or dairy. And the plant-based diet primarily consists of plant foods and minimizes or can exclude animal products. So what's the difference? Well, in my mind, I read it, I read what I say, I hear what I say, and I really don't see much of a difference. And again, this comes down to personal choice. So in my career, I've always encouraged a plant-based diet with the foundation of our diet being primarily plant foods. So whole grains, fruits and vegetables, and protein sources, including beans, nuts, and seeds. Now, this has never been to the exclusion of animal products. However, I've always used that term plant-based even before it became part of our common language. So again, I always just have to clarify what that personalization is. What does that mean to the individual I'm talking to? So if someone tells me they're vegetarian, I confirm what that means to them. And when speaking with someone who is plant-based, I confirm what that means to them. Because again, in my mind, I have an idea of what this means, but that may not be the same for them. So it really is just clarifying how they interpret the definition and how I can help them with a balanced approach. So let's talk about the potential health benefits of vegetarianism. So one of the more significant advantages of vegetarianism is its positive impact on health. In studies, many studies have shown that vegetarian diets can lower the risk of heart disease, improve cholesterol levels, and help with better weight management. And the more significant the reduction of animal products, the more impact. However, I want to clarify, I've known and had patients who have triglycerides that are very high, had certain cholesterol levels that are very high, and they're vegetarian and pretty much vegan. So we've got to keep in mind, we've got to go with the whole diet approach. And the other thing to consider is that many people who are very conscientious about their diet often, often also address other lifestyle factors, including consuming less alcohol, if any, engaging in regular physical activity, and in general, not smoking or using tobacco. So when we study groups of people who follow a vegetarian diet, we have to remember there's other factors in our life that may impact our overall health. And I just want to clarify that even people who eat animal-based foods aren't all sitting, smoking, drinking. They can include animal-based foods and still have a positive impact on their health. So we got to, again, we've got to think overall lifestyle, not just the one factor. And even vegetarians can have a diet high in foods with added fats, added sugars, high in sodium. So it's not always black and white that if somebody's following a vegetarian diet, following a plant-based diet, that it's automatically healthy. So this is where personalization comes into play. You can tailor your diet to meet your specific health goals, and that can be including lowering cholesterol, including lowering blood pressure, including maintaining a healthy weight. Now, the environmental benefits. Beyond personal health, vegetarianism can benefit the environment. 
Having a plant-based diet reduces greenhouse gas emissions, can conserve water, and minimize deforestation linked to livestock animal farming. Now again, this isn't all or nothing. Even small changes in dietary choices can contribute to a more sustainable world and showcase the power of individual actions. So this doesn't mean we have to exclude all animal products. Even reducing animal-based food intake by one day a week can help. And again, keep in mind, several factors contribute to greenhouse gas emissions other than just livestock. This can include our personal food waste, throwing away food, and that can lead to being more greenhouse emissions, and driving gas-based cars contributes still. So it's not one factor. Now let me address the protein. A common misconception is that a vegetarian struggle to get enough protein. How can people possibly get protein in their diet if they're not eating meat? Well, plant-based protein sources include tofu, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, even my favorite, peanut butter. And all foods have some protein which contribute to our overall intake. So it's not just animal-based foods. It's not just meat. And with some planning, as with any dietary approach, you can easily meet your protein needs through a balanced vegetarian diet. Now, carbohydrates, boy, people think carbs, 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 carbs are bad. We've got to go low carb. And vegetarian is high carb. Well, yes, and this is because all plant foods, all plant foods, carbohydrates come from plant foods. So the more plant foods somebody has, the more carbohydrates. But consider that these are often high in complex carbohydrates that can provide sustained energy. They provide fiber, which helps with digestion and feeling full. And balancing the macronutrients of carbohydrates and protein is still entirely achievable. So yes, a vegetarian is high carb, but it's not all bread, pasta, rice, which people often think of. Fruits and vegetables are carbohydrate sources. Beans, nuts, seeds are carbohydrate sources. So if you want to get started going vegetarian, it doesn't have to be an an abrupt change if you're considering going this route. Transition your diet gradually, that is perfectly fine. You can start with meatless Mondays. You can explore plant-based recipes. You can find that meal planning helps with alternatives of protein sources or animal-based protein sources, animal-based foods, and ensure you're getting all the nutrients you need. So the beauty of vegetarianism is its flexibility. There's no right There's no wrong. You can tell your choices to fit your lifestyle and preferences. And whether it's for health, the environment, or a combination of these factors, this journey, this approach is uniquely yours. Nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. So as we celebrate Vegetarian Month, remember vegetarianism 
is not about strict rules. It's about exploring the spectrum of choices that align with your values, your goals, and whether you're a committed vegan or curious about meatless Mondays or considering just even having vegetarian or vegan breakfast. That works. Every step towards more plant-based diet is a healthier and more sustainable world. So I encourage you to embrace flexibility and make your journey to a more plant-centric diet delicious and rewarding. And that's it as I am addressing the plant-based vegetarian approach for this week's episode. But I want to remind you or announce again about my real-world meal planning course, which is launching October 17th. That is an online course. And I also am doing a free workshop entitled Mastering Real-World Meal Planning, Your Gateway to Healthier Eating, which is introducing the real-world meal planning course. Now, this is happening on October 17th in this fall of 2023. And I want to emphasize this. When we're talking about this meal planning course, the workshop, this works for all approaches to meal planning, all types of diets. So if you're thinking going more meatless Monday or vegetarian or more plant-based and less meat-focused, this meal planning course will work for you. So ensure you don't miss out on the workshop or enrolling in the course during its open time. Go on and head to the website with the link in the show notes. Register for free for the workshop and you can sign up for the waitlist for the course. So if you don't want to do the workshop, you can sign up for the waitlist for the course and I will announce when it is open for enrollment. This will all keep you in the loop and you can choose the best path for your wellness goals that works best for you and your schedule. You can also learn more about working with me while you're at my website. And I just want to let you know, no matter what your approach to eating, keep your overall health and wellness in mind. Well, that's it for this week's episode. You take care. Bye for now.